0: And let us jump right into it. Okay. Says the Heligat Tzadik, Schus This is Sichas Aram Nun 58, where we're holding in our series. It's been an amazing journey so far, and I hope everybody had the most beautiful Shabbos, is having the most wonderful beginning to your week. And it's a privilege to start the week with you. So here we go. Says the When a person goes ahead and thinks about Torah, he's learning something, whether you're doing Shnayim Mikra and you're learning Chumash Rashi, or you're learning something in Halacha or Gemara or whatever it is that you're learning in our incredible Torah. Person needs to think very, very deeply About the Torah that he or she is learning. The Rebbe here speaks about the necessity for a Jew to go ahead and to think very, very, very deeply over every single little piece of Torah that we're learning. Even though in another point, as we're going to learn, in, in Sicha Ayin Vav, which is a very famous sicha we'll get to, 76, the Rebbe over there speaks about going very quickly and about learning Bakias as much as a person can, even apparently on a surface level to try to cover ground. But over here, the Rebbe says when we're coming to be Mechadish and thinking very deeply about the learning that we're doing, he says, stop and just think it over. Think it over again and again and again. Even on a simple level, just the Pasuk that we're talking about, think it over. Just keep on reviewing those words. <inaudible> Have those words. Deeply in a state of yeshiva das, calm state of mind, review that Pasuk. He says, or that concept. Keep on turning it over. Like Chazal say, hafachba ba." You got to turn it over. Turn it over. And then you find the kula ba. So we're going to see in a minute. Vilias noikesh v'doy ala pesach. A beautiful ushen. As if you're standing by the doorway and you're knocking on the door. And you're not letting the Torah get away with, so to speak, keeping you out. You know that there's something here. You know that there's more than what meets the eye. You know that there's something relevant that could give you strength, that could, give you, uh, that could lift you up, something that you can use to go ahead and to help others. See, so he says this amazing, amazing thing. Review it again and again. Turn it over and over. Knock at that door and do not give up until the Torah opens its gates for you. Leah is keish ala Pesach an until they open the door. Then the Rebbe says, He says, sometimes when you're learning, and this is often the case in Gemara, if you're learning Gemara, or you're learning Halacha, or, or, or it's the same thing if you're learning Panimia Satyra. All of a sudden, it's as if, they use this terminology, it's as if the svara, um, you know, just enters the room, right? It's as if like you could feel it. You don't know exactly what it is, but you could sense it's here. It's something that's it's in the realm of your grasp. It's like a lightning flash. Boom. But then, it's interesting, it, it sounds like the, 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 the chiddish, right, or the insight that a person has can then ascend, can then go away, can fly away. And a person, he says, needs to be healthy. And an ish chayil, These two things, healthy and mamush, like a warrior. They use this terminology, Malchamta It's a war. It's a war. And we're meant to conquer. That's where if Cook learns in Ayresatarah that learning Tarah can also mean Lashem He. The letter He is the Shechina. The last He of Yud Kevavke represents Malchus, Knesset Yisrael, all of the Jewish nation. Learning Tarah Lashma, Lashem means to go ahead. Just give me one second. To go ahead and to learn Torah for the purpose of adding your own perspective, your own chiddush, your own way of processing that same pasuk that anybody else could have learned and anybody else will learn until the end of time. But the way that you learned it was uniquely yours and in so doing you add on to the shchina you add on to the torah which is one with the jewish nation as well lishmah lishme hay for the sake of the shchina for the sake of the torah so he says in order to do this in order to add on and make sure that we're not just learning stale as it were dry torah but that like hazal says it's parin veravin it's constantly growing and it's and it's multiplying and we play a part in that process you got to be bria healthy the Ishchail. and I think maybe it's possible to suggest that what Rabbi Nachman means by bria is not necessarily like a healthy person, like your body is healthy and you're eating properly and exercising. Although that both of those are wonderful things to do and things I should definitely do more often, but 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 things that are things that are important. But I think the Rebbe over here means bria in the sense of emotional health, meaning to say, the Rebbe is telling us learning can be difficult. And it can be frustrating when we thought that we were just beginning to understand and then all of a sudden you open another parish or another and all of a sudden you realize, wow, you really didn't get the whole picture of it. Or maybe a glimmer of comprehension began to light upon your mind and then it goes away. And sometimes it can, it can feel like I just don't have strength for this. I don't, have, I don't have to continue to try to attain clarity in my learning. So the Rebbe says, you have to be Bria. You have to be healthy. What does it mean, Bria? Bria means you have to be a person that's not going to give up. You have to be a person who realizes this is the way it goes. The Torah sometimes closes a door and you need to stand there and knock and knock and knock and not give up, not give up because the whole purpose of learning is so that we're going to be able to reveal our unique neshama, our unique chelik. like we say in Shemana Esrei, v'sein chelkeinu Give us not just any portion in your Torah, give me my portion. v'sein chelkeinu, which will be my portion. Let my heart open, and therefore let my heart contribute to the Torah, what it alone can uniquely contribute. But you have to be B'riah, and a person needs to be filled with strength filled with the confidence of knowing i can make it not only am i bria i'm not giving up the ischail i'm confident that not just it's worth a shot you'll make it in the end and the torah will open its gates for you and the more that we review these psukim and we have yeshava das not to rush even though it's good to go quick and to cover ground like the Rebbe's Derech Halimut in Sichasran Ayin Vav, in, which we'll get to, 76. But at the same time, you're learning the Chumash, you're doing Shnai and Mikra, you read a Pasuk, stop for a minute. Especially if you feel, wait, there's got to be something deeper here, which Hasidic-minded Jews are always know that. There's no such thing as a Pasuk that doesn't hold relevance, that doesn't hold guidance. You weren't able to discover it yet. Don't wait till you open a safer and find somebody else's parish. That's also good. We should learn everything from all the Tzadikim. Mikom alam da'ishalti. But why don't we, while we're in the process, why don't we believe in our own khidish? Why don't we believe in our own chilek? Sometimes to say something that you didn't see in a sefer, but to believe that mamash it's coming from a deep place inside of you. Of course, it has to be aligned with our messayra and our ashkafa and, 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 and the ashkafa satayra and halacha and so on and so forth. Not to be Megala panim, betayra, shaloy ka halacha. But call Masha Talmud Vasik Asadus Chadish Tell Us Whatever the Wise Student at any period in history at any point in time was going to innovate Chazal Tell Us Nemal That was literally given as part of our Torah on Har Sinai That means that all of us have a role All of us are rooted in one of the letters of the Torah We literally are one with this revelation and the revelation is unfolding all the time Like we sometimes say Be Al Hashem the Eishahhi Lemer that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't only davening to get into Eretz Yisrael, says the Dagonach and Ephraim. We've said this in the past. This is the prayer of every mashpia. This is the prayer of every rav, of every tzaddik, and of all of us who in our own lives, in a realm of knelich hachavr, when it's not so much about relying on a Rebbe or a rav anymore, but just being a good friend, to encourage each other in a grassroots kind of way, to hold each other's hands, link arms, and move forward in our Yiddishkeit. This is our tefillah. What, we, what was Moshe Rabbeinu davening for? What's the Moshe Rabbeinu and all of us? That, that manhig, that leader, that meirid that, derech. That, that, uh, what are we davening for? That ba'es hahi lemar. Let my teachings be aligned with ba'es hahi. With that moment in history. That it shouldn't just be some message that was maybe relevant a thousand years ago, but says nothing about the state of our consciousness today. Ha-hi let my laymar, let my words of Torah, let my guidance, let my chidushim be aligned with ha-hi, this moment in history, this moment in the great journey of the Jewish nation. And so when we can stand up and believe that we have something to give, but don't give up. Don't give up, even if at first it doesn't seem clear. Whatever area of Torah it is, whether it's Halacha or Agada or Shas Bavli, Yerushalmi, the Mkubalim, the the Poiskim, the, 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 whatever you're learning, let this be the Mahalach. To be aware, again, Bria. Torah is difficult and it takes a lot of commitment and it takes a lot of consistency. Be Bria, don't give up so easily. And believe that if you don't give up, you'll make it. Knock, knock, knock and... In this case, literally, on Heaven's door. You've got to run after the Torah, and you'll reach her in the end. This is Rebbe Nachman's Torah, Rebbe Nachman's teaching, in Sichas Aran, Ches Says Rebbe in Chaim Aran, very beautiful piece over here, Mamish. And I had remembered it before I was just in the run-up to prepare for the year. I had remembered there was a Lushen like this, but here's where he says it. He says, This teaching that originally, like we said in the beginning of the series, originally Sikha Saran was printed as an addendum to Sipurim to the stories. And then it was taken and printed as its own Sefer. So here he's still referring to it in its, in its first iteration, as it appeared at the end of Sipur Emaisius. He says, this Sikha, which a reference to our Sicha, sometimes we have a flash of illumination, of understanding, and then it goes away, and then we have to run after it hasicha so, Says I heard this sicha from Rabbi Nachman on a wagon. We were traveling on a on a wagon, horse drawn carriage, and he said this sicha, shall Right before he delivered the Torah, the lesson in the Kuta that's under the heading daye isn't it enough for a servant to be like his master? Bechinas diyoy ala safer. Nachman says this word dayoy, means it should be enough, but it also has the same letters as dioy, which means ink. And Rabbi Nachman goes on to say that when a person teaches someone else, it's as if he's writing on that person. Mamish like writing is sefer, the words become etched kafsim alluach libecha on the heart of the person that's receiving. And says the Rebbe, dy, dayoy is really karabai. That whatever the Rebbe is teaching is dioyi leevit. It's like mamish writing ink. On the, uh, on, on the ledger of the heart of the student, which is a very beautiful image. So this Sikho was said right before then. <speaking in Hebrew> says this was the story, amazing thing. <speaking in> Rabbi <Hebrew> Nachum would go three times a year. He had different Shabbosim that he would travel, one of which was Shabashira, where he would go to the city of Cherin In Ukraine, Charin. And Nassim says, "I traveled with him, and we were sitting together on the wagon. It seems like they were alone, just Nassim and Rabbi Nachman." And then, while we were traveling, he said, "Ah, she something. He just got a flash. He just, and again, Rabbi Nachman's flashes of of inspiration. You can imagine what level that is. Rabbi Nachman had a flash of illumination. Some idea came into the realm of his consciousness." So inspired by that experience, amar az hanal. then he told Reb Nassim that it's not all the time that he has a flash and is able to hold on to it. Sometimes you get that illumination and then it goes away. And then it goes away. So Reb Nakhman taught this lesson at that point. Amar az hanal, and then he taught the sikh. Reb Nassim, Amish, the most beautiful words. the most beautiful words. Says R' and then he spoke to me a lot. V'chizei see, and he gave me strength. V'nicham see, and he comforted me as harbe b'davarim arevim unime, with sweet and pleasant words. The es nafshima oi. Says R' Nasan, he brought me to life. He gave me life. He gave me strength. V'amali, and he said to me, halayakol ye's bapul ifne'anachas rochshi yilecha speaking about the future and all the difficulties and challenges Rabbi Nassim would go through in, in, in suffering from terrible, terrible opposition from Tzadikim and Chassidim and, and Mesnagdim and everybody in between. Rabbi Nachman said, in the end, it's going to be good. In the end, the pleasure that you're going to feel is going to nullify all the pain. And then Rabbi Nachman says, V'chizem is it a big, big Chachmah to guide a person as to how to have a good next world? What to do in this world so that they'll merit to have a pleasant experience in the next world? That's, that's not a Chachmah. Because everybody knows what we need to do. That's not challenging. <laughs> but The main thing that all of us need to try to accomplish in our own lives, meaning to ourselves, to all of those within our sphere of influence. Our children and our friends and everyone we love, everyone we care about, so hopefully all of Am Yisrael and maybe even the whole world. Our goal needs to be to try to enable people to have a pleasant life in this world, not just in the next world. And I think over here, maybe is hidden the secret, really, of Rabbi Nachman's whole mission, which is the mission of the Baal Shem Tov What's this big chiddush? What everybody wants to know. What? What is it? What did the Baal Shem Tov bring to the world? And I, and I think very strongly and deeply that the ultimate foundation of the Baal Shem Tov's path and what the Baal Shem Tov's vision was is encapsulated in one of the teachings that's brought very, very often in many of the Sfarim you'll find. A three-word teaching, really. Because it's just a Mishnah and Pirkei Abbas, but it's a completely different lens, as all of hasidus It's the same sukkim it's the same Amari Y'Chazal, but you view them through a different lens and it becomes something else. It's mamish like we've given a mashal in the past. You can walk into an IMAX. If you didn't bring your 3D glasses, it's, <laughs> you're not going to get it. But the second you put on those lenses, whoa, okay, everything comes into focus. That's what the Baal Shem gave us, 3D glasses for the Torah. Glasses of relevance, glasses of beauty, glasses of depth. So the three-word teaching is schar mitzvah mitzvah. Which, on a simple level, a pipshat before the Bal Shemtiv, it means that in the reward of doing one mitzvah, Hashem will give you another mitzvah because mitzvah goy mitzvah. One mitzvah draws another mitzvah. Of course, this is true. But the Bal Shemtiv taught, and all the tzaddikim echo this, and it might be one of the most fundamental teachings of all. That the Bal Shemtiv wanted to introduce us to a way of living, avodas Hashem and Yiddishkeit and life, wherein. Schar, mitzvah, the reward of a mitzvah. Mitzvah, not some other mitzvah that you may get in the future, but the mitzvah itself. Schar, mitzvah, mitzvah. A Jew gets to a level where the talk of Olam, Haba and Schar in some different lifetime, maybe somewhere in some other world, it's beautiful. And Of course, we believe in it. We believe that this world is only the corridor, the hallway leading to the Great Ball of Olam Haba, and that's what we're aiming for, without a question. But the Baal Shem Tov taught Am Yisrael that there's a way of experiencing mitzvahs where the paradise that you can taste in Shabbos, the paradise that you can taste in learning Chumash Rashi, the paradise you can taste in Adaf Gemara, the paradise you can taste with tefillin and tzitzit and lighting Shabbos candles, and shaking lulav and lighting the Menorah, and celebrating Purim, and so on and so forth is so incredibly vast. It's so incredibly powerful that any thought of a paradise in another world is superfluous. Not that we don't believe that there's schar in another world also, but it's redundant. It's unnecessary. That's not our motivator. The motivator is that just the Yiddishkeit in and of itself is so precious. In and of itself is so beautiful. Also, <laughs> also, but what about this world? So Rabbi Nachman is really hinting to that in, in, a, in a hidden way, where he's telling Rabbi Nasan, what I did for you is a much bigger Chachma than simply, a, 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 you know, a moira derech, a moichiyach, goes to a shul, claps on the bima, Chavra, I'll teach you, like, like almost the major says, the Malakh, Right? Mia ish achafitz chayim oyev yomim wants to get to elam Abba. okay mitzar l'shoyin don't speak any l'shinarah you'll get to elam Abba. it's not a big chid not a big chiddush all of us know what we need to do you know what the chiddush is says Rabbi Nachman to Rabbi you know what I did for you Elishagamba ba elam the chiddush of the balshtev the chiddush of Rabbi Nachman after him who already felt just two generations later that already the balshtevs fire was beginning to wane was beginning to dim is that mamish we could be to a real real life of tremendous awakening tremendous consciousness tremendous pleasure in this world kolel ruchnias and also gashmias that sure we can enjoy a slice of pizza but the enjoyment can come from the consciousness of eating a slice of pizza, it's a big deal. A bracha rishayna, bracha achreina. Sitting, mindfully eating, chewing slowly, not stuffing it down our face. Eating, tasting all the different sensations. Realizing this is a gift from our Kaddosh Baruch Hu. This experience of eating, which is a pella, because the mouth is a pella. And the whole concept of eating is, is just bizarre. If we didn't do it and all of a sudden somebody, we think it's a condition. It's just, what is he doing? Or shoving something in our mouth and swallowing it down our throat. It's a bizarre thing. It's a miraculous thing. It's a way of encountering godliness. It's an experience of the human condition, which is godliness turned inside out, as it were. And we need to find it. We need to, need to realize it's mamish. It's mamish an experience of Hashem. It's an experience of alokus Gashmias and Rukhnias. to fully, fully experience this world, fully, fully, not just like a robot, but to live, to mamish live, to be open to moments, to be open to the realization that every moment is a portal. Every moment is a portal for connection with the divine and the connection within the divinity with with the divinity within all things within all people within all experiences that includes challenges also could be sweet meneus obstacles has the same letters as neimus as rebnasson says which is pleasant because it's also part of the game it's also part of the game so rabbi nachman tells rebnasson that's that's what I did for you. And that's what I'll do for you. And that's what you'll taste in the end. And the truth is, says Reb this was so sweet. What Ibn Nassan was telling Reb and the love that he was showing him and showering him with. And we need teachers like this are going to shower their students with love. Reb Nassan says, because of the great amount of closeness that Rabbi Nachman demonstrated toward me at that time, and the revelation of his love, and the sweet words that he spoke to me, I was moved to tears, to cry because of the great privilege I had of being the beneficiary of Rabbi Nachman's magnificent heart, Rabbi Nachman's magnanimous soul. And it's not just Nasan Nachman, it's all of us. In as much as we are Talmidim, it's the same thing like Rab Nachman was, because there's still one that Just there's, there's still the rebbe, And when we sit by these words, we're mamish in that wagon with Rabbi Nachman. Kipshutai, our series is called Class Trip with Rabbi Nachman. We are that Talmid. Rab Nachman was all of us. Rab Nachman was all of us. And these words that Ibn Achman is speaking to Ibn Nassim is the same words that Ibn Achman is speaking to each and every one of us in this generation. Ha'eshali tukad adbiyas And I bless us to be moved to tears. Mamash moved to tears. When we realize that the tzaddik had this kind of love. And it's not that ad-the tzaddik, you like, really, when you, when you strip it down to the core... There was a human being that really loved you. Forget about the fact that it was a big gadol and a tzaddik and wow, he, he went and he, and, he, and he embraced even those that were so below his dignity to do so. Forget all of it. There was a human being that cared so deeply about humanity that he painstakingly revealed teachings that can give us life. End of story. And that can move me to tears sometimes to recognize that, to realize that. And of course, all of this is only a reflection of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's love. Then Hashem sent down tzaddikim, like the Daga Ephraim also says in the Pasuk, Yimincha Pshuta Kabal Shavim, that Hashem's right hand is outstretched to receive those that return in Shuvah. What's Hashem's right hand? Says the Dagemach and Ephraim, tzaddikim, That's what we mean when we say, Yimincha Pshuta Kabal Shavim. You've sent forth your right hand in the form of tzaddikim. That were rooted in the realm of Chesed, Avraham this week's parasha, and they're the ones that teach us, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that your hand is always is always reaching out to us, even when it looks like it's pushing us away, even when we look like we're 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 in the dark, we're in the shadow cast by your outstretched hand. It's you. It's you. It's only you. And Hashem sent the Tzadikim out of his great love to communicate that message to us. And that's a message of the Be'es Laymar. It's a message for our times. Like the Shepala Zayda told Rabbi Nachman, he said, I love you very much, but you came to the world 200 years too early. Because Rabbi Nachman's message was mamish for our time. And so when we read these words, Rabbi Nachman says, I was moved to tears. We can feel that also. We can also feel that. How much the Rebbe is giving us strength, how much the Rebbe is giving us courage, giving us courage to make it unbelievable. In that spirit of the relevance of the Rebbe's teachings, let's take a look at what arguably is one of the most cryptic, difficult, challenging, surprising. uh, (laughs) It just doesn't seem to fit within within everything we know about the Rebbe. It's, It's almost shocking. And let's try to make some sense of it, to try to apply it in a relevant and healthy way to our lives. The, the the infamous, if we could say, the famous and somewhat infamous Sikh Nuntes. One line. Shocking. Misugal banim says it's going to be very, very good in your relationship with your children, to be distant from them. Shocking thing. Let's un- let's unpack it very carefully. Liv Lilia's davok not to be, I'm just going to translate it as we would if we read this on a page, not to be connected to them, to always, you know, play with them. Don't look at them at all. It's like, how could this be? It's, it's, it goes against everything that we've ever learned from Rabbi Nachman anywhere else. Doesn't seem to make sense. Very, very challenging. So when I asked her, who if I'm zeich, I could call it my Rebbe in the Kutimran, where I really learned uh, a mahalach in the from. I hope I spent a lot of time by his shiurim and still listening to shiurim. So I asked him about this one time. So he, he like sort of, he raised his eyebrows and he said, it "Doesn't apply today." So meaning he seems to have been learning it on a simple level that it literally means what it means, and maybe it was true in Rabbi Nachman's time, but this kind of approach is 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 just is certainly we know that this is not healthy. This doesn't apply today. But I, I, but I think maybe, maybe you could say something maybe a little bit beyond the surface of the words. And I think, I think on that level, there's a, not, only, not only is it relevant, there's an enormous, enormous lesson that it would do us very, very well to learn as parents and as friends also and as spouses too. And just as humans, as people, as Jews. Let's try to read it this way. Rabbi Nachman says, you want to go ahead and produce healthy children? You want to go ahead and produce children that are independent thinkers? That have confidence? doesn't mean you don't care about them, flippantly ignore them, ignore their needs, Show them that you're distant from them. No. rachak mihem could also just mean give them their space. Give them space. Those two words, that's what gives me the the, the entrance to this. It Pam. Doesn't say don't don't enjoy them, don't hang out with them, have a great time with them. But bechol p'am, it doesn't have to be bechol p'am. Give them space to grow, on their own. Like the famous Torah from all the tzaddikim about Aaron HaKoyen lighting the menorah. But Loischa Rashi from Chazal shetehei shalheves me holds the flame there long enough for the flame to catch onto the new wick, so that the wick burns on its own, and then pull it away. Pull it away. Don't baby them. Don't baby them. It was just the yard side of the PS Rebbe. Shabbos. I'll call I, mean, I actually just started a Chavrusah this morning with somebody in one of the Piyasets from Svarim and I'm learning his Sefer Derech HaMelech on the parsha this year. What a privilege. One of the Piyasets from major educational pillars was that we need to start seeing our children as their own people, their own beings. And that education is not so much about Here's what you need to receive from me. And here's what I need to be pumping into you. Constantly, constantly, all this information and all these expectations and all of this and all of that and the other thing and spoon-feeding to you everything, everything, everything. Because like, you don't have real value of your own. You can't really think for yourself. You don't really have an opinion. You just need to be a cleat to take everything that I'm telling you. He says, Mamishnat, that's not what chinuch is. He says, chinuch is milashon, like chanukas habayis, Where, sure, you're involved in preparing, but it's only a preparation. It's a preparation for the building to stand on its own and to function in its own realm, in its own sphere. So sure, you're a part of it. And sure, there's education. But all within the context of the realization on the part of the student that the teacher respects this student as an individual. Who's really in charge of his own Yiddishkeit and his own growth. And if we can empower our students in such a way, if we can convince our students that as much as we're there for them, and this goes for parents as well, as much as we're there for them, and we're doing everything in our power to be mechanic properly, and to live an example, even more than what we say, but to live an example of a Yiddishkeit that's bursting with life and health and nuance and not extreme and, 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 and just, just normal, you know, as much as we can and whatever that me- word means, but in a relative uh, context. But at the same time, we need to make it clear to them, they're, they're ultimately responsible for their life. Even at a young age, ninth grade, 10th grade, we could already start talking in this language. Mamish say to the kids that I speak to, certainly when I used to teach in Eretz Yisrael, in Miveser Sion, they, they were already Taka adults, 17, 18. But even this week, I, I, I went into to a, a local school over here where Be'ez HaShem, I'm going to be teaching every Friday on a show with music and a beautiful experience, ninth grade and tenth grade. And mamish told them, I said, Chavra, I said, you're not kids. You're not, You're adults. You're blossoming adults. And I was trying to convince them and and, and sort of lead them into the consciousness where they can start to take the reins in their spiritual growth. They can go to a bookstore and pick a book that speaks to them, not because it's on the curriculum or the syllabus or any teacher told them to buy that particular book. Let them explore a little bit. Let their neshama begin to sing its own song so that they can begin to explore the Yiddishkeit that's right for them. And they can come ten minutes before davening of their own volition, not because anybody told them to do that, and not because it's expected, and not because they'll get a pat on the back, and take their own limud, because this is what they feel is right for them, and to take the reins in their yiddishkeit. <laughs> We have to spoon feed everything. Let's build confidence in our students. Let's, let's, let's build and instill confidence in our children. Give them the tools, certainly, but they are the ones that are going to be using the tools. Make that very, very clear because it's true ultimately. as much as we think we're going to control our kids, it's, it's not. It's just there comes a time where when, they're, when <laughs> they're beyond. They're beyond the realm of our sphere of control of influence. It's not what parenting is about. It's not control. It's not control. Chinuch is about preparing our children to then stand as wicks that burn with their own flame. Empowering them. Not hovering over them in such a way where they're they're uncertain if they could take the next step. If they can't take, they're always looking back for approval. Build them. Build them with confidence. Give them room even to make mistakes. Give them room. And then they'll, they'll fall, maybe. But then they'll learn really how to walk. Now, again, everything has to be within context and within measure and, and so on and so forth. What's appropriate. I'm not suggesting all of a sudden that you just, you know, there's no rules and there's no regulations and there's no expectations and there's no standards and there's no anything because it's your life. And, you know, it's not that's not what we're speaking about over here. Obviously, it's clear the parent is the parent, the child is the child. But within that framework, even to use terminology like this, to begin to start to speak this way, I respect you. What does that mean, I respect you? It means to say, you're you. You're you. You're a unique world. You're not an extension of me. You're not here to please me. You're not here so that I can perpetuate my image as a successful person because I have a successful child. That's not what you're you're here for. You're here as an individual. Individuality means there's space. You're here and I'm here. And I'm me with all my failings and all my shortcomings and all my yearnings and all my frustrations and all of my attempts at growing and you're there with yours. Now there's an even playing field. Now I've humbled myself so that I'm not the all-knowing parent and I've built you up to say your life is in your hands. And I'm here to help you. And I'm here to grow with you because I'm also growing. I'm also confused sometimes. not all the time but there comes a time not to look there comes a time not to push there comes a time not to force there comes a time to hold back to ensure that we never become overbearing now I ask you is there anything more contemporary than that message? So anything more relevant than what we looked at a minute ago and seemed like mom's child abuse? It called child services, you know. Lili is rachik man. It's different. It's very different. And I think certainly in the way of that we should be zeichet to connect to a messaging within the Rebbe's words, which also goes back to the first piece we learned. We have to chew this line over again and again. This is also Tyra. We have, to, we have to, we have to, chew it over, so it doesn't sound so good right away. Okay, how how can how can I find something relevant here? And on a personal level, this is a message I feel very, very strongly about, because I, I have my eyes open to just watching (laughs) my parenting expertise doesn't come from being a parent because i'm almost barely a parent i'm a parent for for four years now right (laughs) my expertise as a parent comes from my just having been a child (laughs) and that's where so it's it's a different perspective but that experience is also an experience going through school seeing friends seeing different kinds of parents and different kinds of things and what worked and what didn't you know but clown. There's no ironclad rule, which is also the big conversation happening in Mishpacha magazine now. You know, how much is the parent's fault? and You can't say anything conclusive about anything, don't we understand that? Because the world is so vast and the world is so nuanced. The only golden rule is that there's no golden rule. There's no principle. That's the principle. Well, there's, no, there's no ironclad rule. And of course we generalize. We have to generalize. That's the world we live in. There are 7 billion people here. We can't say anything if we don't generalize but I think we're safe to say that a measure of rehook in a healthy way, can mamish make the difference. Can mamish mamish make the difference in our kids? I was thinking of doing sicha samach, but it's very long and 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 it's it's unnecessary. If for next time, Hashem, we'll do it properly next time. I just want to leave you with this. Let's read it again together because I, I, I really can't think of anything more important almost when it comes to parenting. Really, really, this is a rule because it's so counterintuitive and everybody's well-meaning and all parents are well-intentioned. But sometimes like we find in the Lashoyness of Rav Nassim and the or I'm sorry, Sometimes pouring too much oil, even though again you just want it because you want it to last for so long, can actually put out the flame. To be very, very careful, very careful. Of course, it's well intentioned. Nobody means to smother their kid. No, nobody means to be overbearing. It all comes from love. But sometimes the deepest lesson is gevura shebechessed, to learn how to implement gevura, to give room, so that this plant can mamish take root and it can grow don't give it proper space between one tree and the next tree as the Rebbe actually speaks about should have brought that Torah in Torah Samach Hay Ayin Shum where the Rebbe says that sometimes the Tzaddik needs to push away his students why? why should he push away his students? sometimes we smother our kids sometimes our kids smother us <laughs> right why, why do we need to push away our students? Because every tree, he says, needs a certain amount of space for its roots to go down in the floor. And if we're planting all the seeds of the trees right next to each other, they're not gonna have room. They're not gonna have room. But why? I, I want more trees and I wanna be so close to this tree and this tree next to this tree. It's nice, but it's, it's not pragmatic. It's not practical. It's not practical. This is a big message, particularly for the boys. When it comes to learning, of course we want our kids to learn. But you don't have to call them in from their game every afternoon to come in and force them to learn with you. You'll lose more than you'll gain. You'll lose more than you'll gain. Give them space. Give them space. Don't spoof feed. Don't baby. Build them up. Give them room. Might be scary. It'll leave them healthier people. It'll leave them healthier people. It'll leave them people with confidence, with belief that they can do it. They'll make their Yiddish kite their own, and it won't be a carbon copy of your Yiddish kite. That's fine. Our kids are not an extension of us. Rock, with lili, istakal, aleim, cloud There comes a time where sometimes you got to look away. Got to look away. Even though you know that you... You have something to say. You have something to share. You have guidance. You have a criticism. Sometimes, give them space. It's okay. It's okay. I want to leave you with that. We should be to chew over the words of the tzaddikim, which are Torah, and L'Havdal, but certainly, I don't know if I say L'Havdal, but certainly Psukim, and certainly Rashi's, and certainly Gemara's, and certainly Maimari Chazal, and all the Torah and all the Sepharim. Don't give up. Knock, 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 knock on the door of the Torah. Review everything. Think it over. Sometimes you have a moment of awakening. It's the same Gemara you learned a thousand times. You see a new Mahalach. And it's your Chiddush, and it's lashmah, it's L'Shem He. You're building up the shchina. You're building up the Torah. You're adding Kedusha to the world. You have what to share. You have what to share. Be adamant about it. Be bari, he says, the ishchayel. And really, the last thing that I could bless you with before we end, to have an open heart to the love that the Rebbe is showering toward us with all of these teachings. The Rebbe, more than anyone knew the secret of giving space. There's a whole section in Chaim Aran where it speaks about how the Rebbe never ever forced anyone or anything. He never told people what to do ever. He talked through a sugi with you. He went through the various options with you. But you were the one who made the decision. Unfortunately, we have a culture today where it's mamish hafuch. People don't. People can't do. Mamish can't do a thing for themselves. I believe that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants yidin, that can take responsibility for their own actions. Of course, consult das Torah, and of course this, and of course the other thing. But it doesn't mean that every single tiny little thing, you're a human being. You're confused, welcome to being human. You make choices, you take achrayas. Hashem trusts you. If he didn't trust you, he wouldn't have created you. He trusts you. Stand up strong, stand up strong. Claim your portion in Torah and build confidence in your kids. By giving them room, I bless us. Be'zir Hashem, Hashem bless us because this is such a complex topic, and it's such a difficult thing to know all the details and in what situation you have to say something and what not to say something. It, it's 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 it, nobody knows. Nobody knows. We have to dive in We have to dive in But we should be conscious of this. Conscious of it, even if we don't always know how to implement it. Be conscious of it at least. We should be zeichem mamish through our own avodah and through the avodah of parenting, the avodah of raising children and I bless us all with children and we should live very, very long. We should be zeichem to walk down our great, great grandchildren to the chuppah. You Hashem should live mamish like 300 years. And um, and that's it. We should just see good, 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 healthy, healthy generations that are the product of us realizing parenting is about building individuals that are going to serve Hashem in their own way with their own uniqueness. neshama not to be a carbon copy of us so that we have to force it down their throat. It's a low lech kacha, doesn't work. Ashrenu, Ashrenu, Ashreinu. Shibizalcha to clarity. Thank you so, so much for joining. To all of you, just going to check the chat over here. Ah, just a thank you. Thank you very much for joining. Thank you. What a privilege. I hope that we're, again, everything I'm saying is only Bidarech Efshir. So Mam is just my, what, what sounds good to me. If you think it's relevant to you, take it. It's a gavalt. But it doesn't mean this is Tarship example. what Rabbi Nachman said. I don't know what Rabbi Nachman said. We're just trying to learn it together. That's all. So it's just an attempt. And um, Hashem bless us. And it's so good to see the Chavra from Mav Aseret represented and to, to, and, to, and to everyone, to all of you, Moshe and, and, and Shimon and everybody. and uh, And wishing everybody the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful week because it's just the beginning, and I think we're off to a great start. So l'chaim, levracha, and um, onward and upward. See Thank you so much for joining. Okay, we'll be in touch. Thank you, Chavra. All the best.